0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What's going on? Do you ever just wake up in the morning and go, not today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still like every day. Sometimes. No, not every day
1: but sometimes some
0: some days I'm like I get up and I'm hella motivated and I'm like let's go let's crush today today I woke up and I was like nope nope not today (laughs) you're like eh yeah but I'm always here to talk football right because I did spend while I was supposed to be working I did spend a majority of the morning um staring at my fantasy lineups so
1: I haven't even done that
0: yet this week, really. Was uh, the restaurant I'm about to do now.
1: that. I, after, after this show, that's exactly what I'm going to do, though. Oh, stare at your lineups for
0: an hour. Maybe you'll treat yeah. me Kyler Murray. Eh, probably not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Warren Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you about starts and sits. Hopefully, you're not having a down day. Hopefully I'm not, it's not a down day. It's just a day where I want to sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. That's, that's, true. I don't ever have a down day. I'm usually pretty excited about life. Right. Of course. Yeah. You know, especially when it's football season. So anyway, you know, but, by the way, football season. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this every single show, but can we just, I, I had a revelation today. Like, you know, you, you go, okay, it's week nine. Wow. That's going fast. I just had a revelation today. We're halfway through the season.
1: Oh, that's pretty disgusting. Can't lie. And I'm that's like, pretty disgusting.
0: What am I supposed to do after this is over?
1: That is a great question. And I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> I,
0: was getting, I was getting kind of scared. Oh, I'm outside? Like, I'm a son. I get Done. so mad. Done. I talk about this every single time we talk about how fast the NFL season is. It's like, You couldn't, like, I know we added a week, but we didn't really add a week, so it's the same 20 weeks that we usually get. And then I gotta wait 30 weeks for another football game? Right. And we don't count preseason, that's not fair. Yeah, preseason doesn't count. Anyway, yeah, so uh, football season's flying by, which I kind of hate, but... As long as, it's like, once Thanksgiving hits, I always forget. Like, you know, Thanksgiving football happens in my brain. It's like, okay, that's like, you know, that's like halfway through the season. That's really not. That's like right. That's like crunch time for, for fantasy postseason, like, contention. It's like getting into yeah. the playoffs right there. That's like week, week 11, 12.
1: Yeah. Ugh, dude, that's... Isn't that crazy? That's great. That is crazy. It's usually, yeah. like,
0: right around the trade deadline. For us, at least. Oh, man yeah I don't I don't know what to do with my life it's something else but anyway before we jump into starts and sits for week 9 check our website fanschampions.com follow us on twitter, instagram, facebook, tiktok everywhere just go follow us if you're listening on apple podcast spotify stitcher or any other podcasting platforms leave a review share this podcast with your friends and you'll be entered in to win our everlasting love yeah unless you diss us in the comments then I'll block you yeah I'm just kidding I'm not gonna block you <laughs> roast us as hardcore as you want. I find it interesting. (laughs) Um, If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notice, like, and comment down below. Um, You know, if you want to comment some questions about this week, feel free. Um, But what say you, Rick, about starting week nine now that we rambled on about four or five minutes about how the NFL season Uh, is? Yeah, we can do that. Way too short. And just short, what is it? Maybe seven, eight weeks I'll be holding one of these. Yeah, we'll see about that. Nah, I probably won't. Every time I talk arrogantly, I lose. <laughs> yeah, that's how it that's how it works.
1: You gotta just let it happen, bro. Yeah, dude.
0: I see, I I start looking at emails and text messages when I pick up my phone when you're talking, and it just goes right over my head. <laughs> anyway. Let's jump in, boss. Let's jump in. Of course. All right. Um, so we'll start with the start quarterbacks, sit quarterbacks, and then move from there. Uh, I'm not going to try to explain like I did last week because it took me two and a half days, um, but we're recording this on Thursday, so um, I didn't put any Thursday night football guys in here, right? Not that there was any guys to talk about. We yeah, a I don't think so. Show, pretty boring Thursday night football game, but... Um, if you've already watched it, hopefully you enjoyed the. De- Every time I say that it's going to be a bad game, the Jets are going to win with Mike White scoring like four touchdowns, and it's going to be like a nail biter touchdown at the end in overtime, and like everyone's going to be like, "What a great Thursday night football game!" Well, it didn't look like <laughs> it on the on the sheet. So yeah, it's, you know what I hard. might do? I might just go in and do a, a DFS lineup with just all the Jets.
1: Yeah. You do that. Uh, I think I'll pass. Um, uh, I,
0: I, I spent uh, forty dollars but... last week and I lost all of it. <laughs> That's, That's I sad.
1: I actually i put i put twenty bucks in last week and lost all of it because I had half a perfect lineup, but then I also played DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i was I was winning for like five seconds I picked a defense and usually you know I get 10 points right away so I was at the top 500 bucks feeling uh-huh. good and then you know two quarters in, it was over but anyway we'll start with the start quarterback sick quarterbacks try to make this quick today get you in and out do our best to be concise um we'll start with the start quarterback which is Joe burrow and Rick referenced before the show that we basically put this guy on the list every week Pretty much every week, yeah. Now he is he hasn't been uh he hasn't been great. Um he hasn't been great so far this year, but he's been decent. Um his problem yeah. is the lack of rushing floor. So like if he doesn't score touchdowns or throw for three hundred yards, he's kind of screwed. Um so <clears> bear that in mind with this start. But he's playing Cleveland, and Cleveland so far, he's a QB eight, by the way, on the season, which is pretty good. Um so bad. But He's playing Cleveland, and Cleveland so far this year has been porous against the past. They've actually been pretty terrible this year in Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Sorry, Cleveland fans. They have been. You're going back really to mediocrity. Bad. You got one year. But uh, it's there's... been very, very bad. <laughs> yeah. So very bad. Uh, and then, among other things, with the wide receiver position uh, and Odell Beckham possibly being released soon. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. either way. Yeah, Joe Burrow coming into Cleveland, uh, this game against Cleveland. I believe it's at home in in Cincinnati. Um, they have not played yet this year, I don't believe. So, yeah, it's going to be an easier matchup. They give a lot of fantasy points up to the quarterback position the Cleveland Browns do. Um, I'm going to bring that up now. This is not the right numbers said weeks one through seven so that's that's false but anyway at the quarterback position so far this year um the cleveland browns have given up 21 points per game which ranks number fifth in the league in points given up to the position so Ooh. um yeah this should be a good week for joe burrow i would imagine it would be a good week for jamar chase as well
1: yeah i mean and the thing with uh <laughs> Burrow so far this year is he has been slinging it like they're they're chucking it down the field so it's good for fantasy um you know, he started off pretty slow, but since week four, he's been getting 20 points every single week, minimum. 22, 20, 23, 27, 21 against the Jets this past week. And against Cleveland, it's a good matchup. I think they're going to yeah. be forced to throw the ball a lot as well in that game. Um, and if he just keeps his turnovers down, or his interceptions at least, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any fumbles, but keeps that down a little bit, he's going to be really, really solid for fantasy. He's um, It's taking away, like, Two points, pretty much every single week, mm-hmm. two to four points. So, right. Um, this week against Cleveland, if he just doesn't throw an interception and plays his game, uh, I think he's good for a twenty
0: point week, at least. Agreed. Agreed. Um, good quarterback. I don't know if he's a waiver wire guy yet or anymore. <laughs> Is that the, the proper way of saying? It? I don't. Know. I think he's own, owned in over seventy five percent of leagues, so that would be a no. But. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, I think he's a good option this week. The reason why he keeps falling on this list, though, is I feel like, not that he's streamable, but that he's a guy that you can't rely on on a week-to-week basis, even though he kind of does produce enough fancy points to possibly be, you know, edging on a guy who could possibly be a week-to-week start. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, let's move to the sit of the week at the quarterback position. Rick, tell us about Trevor Lawrence <laughs> against the – Yeah, I,
1: I actually asked you before the show because I have uh, two quarterbacks out this week. So I was debating between Trevor Lawrence and uh, Carson Wentz, and he told me Carson Wentz. So um, I thought about it for a second, and then I was like, yeah, that makes sense because Trevor Lawrence is playing against Buffalo this week, and Buffalo has been great defensively this year, uh, especially against quarterbacks. Uh, even though Trevor Lawrence has played uh, pretty well the last few weeks um, and he's improved overall uh, since really late. I would say week three. Those first three weeks were really tough for him. Yeah. Um, but since since week three, he has like three touchdown passes, five total touchdowns, two only two, two interceptions, um, throwing for almost 300 yards a game, 250 plus a couple times. So uh, he's been playing well, but against Buffalo mm-hmm. – uh, it's a big no <laughs> that <laughs> offense still stinks yeah there's a small chance he's uh without James Robinson this week um I think he should be fine but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think he's pre- he's probably going to be questionable come game time soon if he's without him
0: mm-hmm. good luck
1: with Carlos Hyde and Marvin Jones versus yeah Buffalo
0: and, that and offensive line so far this year too against easier matchups Trevor Lawrence has had 25 17 23 16. Against tougher matchups, he's had nine, ten and and uh, fourteen. So Yeah I, I mean, I would say that if you have him on your your roster, like if you're in a super flex league and, and that's what you got, then go for it. But um you're in a one quarterback league, uh I would I would just sit Trevor Lawrence this week. I don't think it's that hard and, and I wanted to bring up the points per Game given up to the position by the Buffalo Bills, which is 14 points per game at the quarterback position. That's you look at Trevor Lawrence's averages against tough matchups. And then you look at the averages given up by the bills. (laughs) This should be a week where Trevor Lawrence doesn't go off. I would yeah, think that's a safe bet. So don't start T law against Buffalo. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Let's move to the running back position. We have Boston Scott versus the Los Angeles chargers. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers' rushing game, uh, <laughs> their defensive run stopping game, has been horrible this year. Very bad. The Pats, for the for the most part, in the game on Sunday, were running all over the Chargers. In games previously, this team just gets the ball handed off to them every single game. We looked at the Philadelphia Eagles last week, and at what they did against um. Who was it? The Detroit Lions rushing game, rushing uh, defense, and they just oh. blew them up. Um, and so this week, if you're wondering which running back to go with, I would say it's Boston Scott, um, and I would start him against the Chargers. Uh, Boston Scott, this uh, he he really, I, I'm not sure why they can go with Kenneth Gainwell, considering that Gainwell showed that he was being the second guy. We got that wrong. <laughs> we told you to start uh, Gainwell. This will probably be exactly when. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell goes off. But anyway.
1: Yeah, they go back. This is... Ugh. Yeah, they just go to the uh, 49ers Kyle Shanahan playbook where they switch running backs every week and yeah. don't tell the media. Like, right. they tell the media, big week for Gainwell, and then Scott goes off, and then Scott is expected to be starter, and then Gainwell mm-hmm. gets every carry. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's gross, but yeah, I think Boston Scott, right, as of right now, mm-hmm. with the information that we have, is a good start against the Chargers. Um, if he's going to get majority of the work like he did this past week, then yeah, he's going to be a good start because the Chargers run defense has been bad, as you said. Um, and Scott looked good. I mean, it was against the Lions who absolutely blow chunks on defense, especially in the run game, but, um, still he looked good in a good matchup. I would expect him to do the same against the Chargers. My only concern is again, they just go to gain well and. Jordan Howard and say, screw you to everybody else. Yeah. But I think it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, (laughs) It is confusing, but for the most part, I mean, I mean, Boston Scott had about 50% of the snaps and he had um, the opportunity for 13 touches in the game. So it looked like he was at least splitting to be the number one back on early downs. um, And he had some success, him and Jordan Howard. So I really don't know Like I think the role for Kenneth Gainwell is going to continue being a pass catching role, which is what he was, you know, working with before. Um, But in this game, I really do feel like regardless of whether it is Boston Scott or it's Jordan Howard, um, I feel like it's 100% going to be a game where they're just going to run it with the Los Angeles against the Los Angeles Chargers defense, because that's what you do against this defense. So yeah. if they get down early, then this is going to be most likely a tough game for the running backs. So keep that in mind. There is some risk tied to I, this. Does that like scare you at all or uh a little bit it does, but
1: um with the injuries and bye weeks on a position, I think right. you have a lot worse options than Boston Scott. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree.
0: All right, let's talk about the sit of the week. Um, A guy named Khalil Herbert at Pittsburgh. Herbert, there's a couple of things with Herbert that are kind of concerning to me. He's been really good. To the point where some people, not just in the fantasy community, because the fantasy community is psychopath, and they want you to trade everyone at every time like it's a fancy team, um, which doesn't happen in the NFL. Hmm. But everyone was to the point with Khalil Herbert where there was some rumors floating around that the Bears might trade David Montgomery at the at the deadline because this guy has been playing re- really really well yeah. and he's he's earned kind of a role um on this team he's had seven 18 15 and 7 or just taking out the games that he hasn't started he's had 18 15 and 7 so far this year. Um, so he's had some decent games. He's had some good opportunities. The big problem for the for him is more particularly that, A, they're playing a, a tough run defense. B, the Bears really don't get themselves into much scoring opportunities in the game. And I think that's kind of what Khalil Herbert needs against a tough run defense to have success mm-hmm. is to somehow punch it in. And I don't think he's going to get too many opportunities to do that in this game. And even if he does, I don't think it'll lead to a touchdown. So, um That's the second thing. I I really don't think there's going to be opportunity for him to score, which would give him a decent fantasy week this week. And, you know, obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, one of the toughest run defenses in the NFL. They're giving out 15 fantasy points a game entirely to the running back position. And uh, if they're giving snaps to Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert, among other things, this is going to be like an eight, nine point week for this guy, which, hey, you know, if you're in a three flex league and you really are grinding it out and you want that to be the case, and that is the case. But this is a starts and sit show. I wouldn't take the risk on Herbert. I would just sit him. I don't think he's a bona fide like running back in the NFL where he, you know, a, a, like he's matchup proof at this point. I did, really don't think that. And so yeah. we need to stop looking at Herbert as if he's David Montgomery, as if he's matchup proof, because he really isn't. And I think that you know against bad matchups, it's not an unwise thing to do to sit him.
1: And it's not even saying that he's like. It's nothing against him. It's just. Yeah. He, he's not, he didn't come into the league and he's Derrick Henry. Like he's, he's fine for the, um, the role he is. I think he's impressed a lot of people. He's impressed me. I think he he's looked good. He looks ex- explosive as a player, but yeah, I mean, this week he had 23 carries against San Fran in a tough matchup and had 3.3 yards of carry. Like, I mean, that's going to happen. He did have a very good week against Tampa, though, which is nobody has done, um, which was impressive, but yeah, I mean, against the Steelers, like, this past week he had 23 carries, 25 touches and still only had hit 25 touches with 7
0: fantasy points. <laughs> yikes. It's yeah, that's kind of gross. Touches. Um workload does Steelers, matter in the NFL, but yeah, that's when you score yeah. 7 fantasy points, I don't know.
1: Um again, he he was very impressive against the Buccaneers, which is saying a lot because the Buccaneers defense, but mm-hmm. against the Steelers, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that risk and start him. Um David Montgomery also started practicing again this week. I don't know if that means he might have a chance to play. Um, if he plays, then you definitely don't st- start Herbert. But if he's out, um, I still wouldn't start him. Obviously, you might not have many options this week because a couple of buys, a couple of injuries and stuff right. like that. But um, yeah, there should definitely be better options available. though.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's move to the... Uh... Wide receiver position, start of the week, which is Chase Claypool. If you drafted Chase, I I know there's a team in uh, our home league that, and and a league that I'm in, that I have Chase Claypool dynasty league where I just start him every week. Um, But I think there, uh, like, if you had him on on any of your teams, would you would you be starting this guy every single week or would you hold off on him? Like, Um, treat him as like a good matchup play and not play. Depends how good my team is.
1: I know in the home league I just traded for him and I plan on him being my flex pretty much every week, but I have the ability to sit him if I want.
0: So a lot of people anticipated that with Juju Smith-Schuster not playing that uh, Chase Claypool was going to take some kind of a larger workload, but he hasn't had that. He's actually had a kind of a disappointing season Um, he's had a couple of decent games, but without the game against Cincinnati and the game against Denver, he's had eight, eight, zero, two, and eight. So it it hasn't been good for Chase Claypool so far this year, but he has had some good performances against some good matchups and against Chicago, I think going back to this game, um, I think it'll be a decent matchup for Chase Claypool to have some success. I think it's a it's a week where you can get him into your starting lineup pretty safely. I believe the Chicago Bears are giving up to the wide receiver position the I want to say fifth most wide receipt points to the wide receiver position with twenty eight. Yeah, so
1: that's uh that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, so I think I think there's gonna be this is this will be a good week for Chase Claypool. I think. Um, but give me your thoughts, Rick. What do you think?
1: You know, it, this is kind of a, a gamble. In a sense, it is and it isn't because you obviously made good points about why he should have a good week, but it's also like Claypool just, he's seems like one of those players mm-hmm. that um, has bad weeks and then will have really good weeks. I mean, if you look at what he did last year, it was the same thing. He started off the season with five, then 16, then two. And then he had that insane 40 point week. That was like the breakout game. Then he had sixteen again. And then he had one the next week. But then he had 10, 11, 19, 13. He had it stretched yeah. in there four straight, very good games where he a wide receiver two. Right. Um, high end wide receiver two, maybe even a low end wide receiver one. And then he mm-hmm. finished the season with eight, four, three, six, seven, and then eighteen.
0: Y'all could do. So
1: like he was he was super inconsistent last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been pretty inconsistent this year, but you know what? He's due for a really good game, um, whether it's this week, which I think would make sense against Chicago or even next week against Detroit. Um, he's due for a big week. His last really good game was in week five, where he had 21. He had, he had two and then eight, but it wasn't like he wasn't involved. He still had seven and five targets. Um, I think he, he he's just he's just an inconsistent player. Um, yeah, and sure. I don't know if that's just him or Ben Roethlisberger, which is the more likely reason why he's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, against Chicago, it feels like it's a matchup where some people will be sleeping on him, but he ends up having a very good week.
0: Yeah, on Monday Night Football, right? Okay. Um. Yeah, I agree. Is that a Monday Night Football game? It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um. Anyway, let's move to the wide receiver sit of the week. Um. As we were discussing before, and we keep going back to the same games. I hate when I do this, but. Uh, i try not to like put no. the same games and matchups in here but and then it just happens it just happens um so devonta smith versus the los angeles chargers is a sit this week now if you have to start him i guess um but i'm saying he's a sit this week uh, only because i i do believe that this is going to be a game where the the eagles are at least going to try to ground and pound as we said earlier um and I think that you you look at the inconsistent numbers from Devonta Smith so far this season, um, and it just it really shows you that I, I, I don't really like, and I know teams in in certain leagues that rely on his production on a week to week basis in their flexes, and it's like yeah. I, I don't really see how he can be relied upon at this point as a starting wide receiver on your fantasy team um he's had some really good performances you know 16 15 11 but outside of that he's played every game this year and every single one of his games so far this year has been pretty much a bust um so i would say for him even though he's getting that target share i would i would sit him this week against the chargers and then by the way it is a tougher matchup um chargers have given up 18 fantasy points a game to the wide receiver position which is second least in uh in fantasy football. So. so they have
1: a horrible rush defense,
0: but a great path. Yeah. I guess so. It's, which is kind of not a good Yeah. Thing I mean, as, <laughs>
1: you know. Devontae Smith has been also not great mm-hmm. um, this season. Not like anyone, any one of the Eagles' receivers have been good. Rie- Rieger has been even worse. Yeah, um, right. But yeah. Uh, it's hard to start a week-to-week anyway, and against a, a matchup like the Chargers, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to. I still think he he's kind of like one of those inconsistent rookie receivers, so I I still think he's going to have a stretch mm-hmm. soon where he's going to put up some good weeks in a row, but I don't think it starts this week against the Chargers or even maybe the next couple weeks because he has a couple of tough matchups coming up.
0: Agreed. Uh, let's jump to tight end and finish off the show really quickly. I hate the tight end position, so. I usually blow through this anyway, but uh, tight end Mike Gasecki versus Houston. Rick, go. Uh,
1: Mike Gasecki's actually been really solid, uh, especially with Tua, Uh, really all season. If you look at since week three 13, 14, 6, 15, 18, 8. Um, Very solid. He has a fantastic matchup against the Houston Texans. And I think he's going to continue the hot streak. I believe Will Fuller is out again. Mm -hmm. So it's Waddle, Devontae Parker, and Mike Gasecki. So he's at least involved in the top options. I uh, expect a good week and a good matchup.
0: Uh, Houston has been giving up around 11 points to the tight end position. So that kind of lines up uh, really well for Mike Kosicki. I think having, an, you know, 11 points a game would be the average. That would be the, or, or 10, 10 and a half to 11 points would be the base average for a tight end in this game against Houston. Cause they're that bad at stopping tight ends, I guess. But I do look at I do look at the situation and, and having Mike Gasicki and, and the amount of opportunity he does get. I think it it will be a plus matchup for him where he can get uh get you a lot of fantasy points. So I would start him this week if you're considering not starting him. I don't know why you wouldn't. I would imagine that uh there are teams in the league who I don't know how high Mike Gasicki got drafted in drafts. I can't remember. Uh, but I would imagine That's that there good, are some yeah. teams that drafted two tight ends and they're deciding between Gasicki and some other clown right now. <laughs> so Um, I would start Kosicki this week. And then the sit of the week is Dalton Schultz. And I'll just quickly say Denver is a tough team against tight ends. They've given up four points per game to the tight end position. Um, And Dalton Schultz last week was, I think he tied for fourth on the Dallas Cowboys for targets um, with Ezekiel Elliott. I think he had six. So, um,
1: yeah, Schultz had seven. I mean, six or can,
0: seven, but. but either way, um, so he was, he was like, f- you know, I think he was fourth in targets to on the Dallas Cowboys, which shows you something. He got seven targets, but I he was, uh, third, third in targets. So screw you. Say it again. <laughs> so screw you. <laughs> I said he was third. So screw you. But anyway, yeah. So I, I really, I look at this right now and I don't, necessarily think like Dalton Schultz and I explained this last week and and me and Rick have talked about it off the show um, about Dalton Schultz and and the expectations for him going forward in the second half of the season and stuff like that and I just I really don't think that there's going to be much there for him Um, like he's going to get some target share obviously Dallas throws the football a lot but I don't know if it's going to lead to the same production he had um, previously in the season but either way it doesn't really matter when you're playing Denver uh it is it's a tougher matchup so i just don't think dalton schultz is going to have a great week this week yeah
1: no it is a tough matchup against denver mm-hmm. um they they have been very good against defenses it does say in, in his thing uh from roto baller mm-hmm. roto world uh they said uh, they just lost Vaughn miller obviously who got traded to the rams mm-hmm. so they think schultz shouldn't have a hard time getting open i don't know if did Von miller covered tight ends no, was, no that's I yeah i don't know I don't, I don't know why that makes any sense Von miller either way a it's ever. a tough matchup um i will say mean, if he keeps getting like good. seven targets a week though i still feel fine about him um but yeah this week is going to be hard yep. i think dak coming back though should help but
0: We'll oh, yeah, because they didn't have – what's his name? Last
1: yeah, game. they had a who, – who was the starter? Cooper yeah,
0: Rush, Cooper is that Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for a stupid Amari Cooper joke when he scored a touchdown in that game, and a bunch of them came in, and I'm like, stop, please. <laughs> stop, with this, yeah. stop with this complete – Cooper Cooper. Anyway, um, so there you have it. They're are your week nine the last show. I hit that button and it just wrecked both of our ears. It didn't come out in the final edit because I edited it out, but it was, it was pretty horrible. It's tough. Hit the wrong button. But anyway, the year your starts and sits for week nine. We come in with you trade targets tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Later. Thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the